now tuned into the greatest. Turn the music up in the headphones. Tim, you can go and brush your shoulder off. I got you. Uh, uh, yeah. If you feeling like a pimp, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies and pimps too, go and brush your shoulders off. Crazy baby, don't forget that boy told your kid. Yeah. Turn up your shoulders. I'm probably yo with the yard. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. That go with the posh. Feeling no remorse. Feeling like my hand was false. Middle finger to the... Good Wednesday evening, everybody in WU World. This is your host, the grand champion of WU, R-A-W-F Hall of Famer, multi-other company Hall of Famer, Money Sue Herringbone, joined by my co-host, Joey Leroy. What's up, Joey? Well, not very much, actually. Not the gas prices and all that bullshit, but that's relevant on the side, so... Yeah, well, we're sorry. Uh, we're sorry to all our listeners that we uh, we missed you last week. Uh, as I said before, uh, you know, summer uh, lucky to get one or two shows a month in, but uh, you know, summer's winding down, so uh, we should be back here on a regular basis with you uh, on a weekly basis now. Uh, I'm working actually in my uh, in in one of my homes on a new uh, little studio to host the show in here. Hopefully, it'll be ready by November, so I'll be. Uh, uh, right now, I need a show out here on my back deck, but uh, when the weather uh, out here on the East Coast gets cold and I'm not in my uh, second home of Las Vegas, Nevada, then uh, hopefully I have a little indoor studio to uh, to do uh, the show. And the only thing I'm worried about is a little bit of internet connection down there. But anyways, enough with that. Um, I want to jump into a topic that was uh, that was pretty hot on the feed uh, yesterday, and I kind of just jumped in at the perfect time to catch the conversation, but um, I see some people out in the chat there, uh, guests, and Wrestling Mama, as always, was the first one in there, and guests, uh, guests, if you want to identify yourself, that's cool, Uh, if not, that's cool as well, feel free to call in anybody, uh, anybody out there listening, and I know uh, it's still very, very early in the West Coast and uh, in Central Time, so so feel free, Uh, I know if you have any questions and you can't call in the show and you catch the replay, feel free to hit me up in my inbox and, and ask the questions and uh, I'll answer them on next week's show. But uh, I think two weeks ago on our last show had about 70 some listeners catch the replay and catch it live. So, so we appreciate that. But anyways, back to uh, what I was just saying, uh, Joey, I caught, caught a conversation yesterday in the feed. Um, it got heated pretty quick. Uh, and there was probably uh, a probably 50-50 on both sides there. The discussion was, um, I believe it started out was somebody posted a scene asking if they thought the WU Hall of Fame was legit. Now I, I got I got to be honest. Um, I really I did I did probably about 20 minutes of research on the WU Hall of Fame yesterday. I, I mean I knew it existed, but I mean, I really wasn't sure of any of the criteria. I wasn't really sure who was in charge, uh, the format, or um, anything like that. So uh, before I get into my opinion, I'll just give everybody a quick rundown real quick. Uh, I, I think the Grim Ripper um, was defending the Hall of Fame, and he was he seemed pretty irritated, uh, which anybody knows the Grim Ripper. Um, 
I think he'll catch the show on replay. But anybody knows the Grim Ripper knows that um, he's one of them guys where his, his opinion is right no matter what. And if someone else gives an opinion, it, it's wrong 100% all the time. So uh, so Grim's one of them guys that uh, he's for the Hall of Fame. He thinks it's uh, it's pretty good. Um, and then there are some, uh, several other guys on there saying that it's not legit. It's a popularity contest uh, going back to – Kissing uh, in the old Facebook wrestling. So, uh, so Joey, give me give me your thoughts on the WU Hall of Fame uh, or any uh, or anything else in general about this topic. <clears throat> well, it's actually hard determining on the whole outcome. I mean, think about it. It's always been like favoritism and God knows what the fuck. People expected a lot from. Well, I'm gonna induct such and such. I mean. Nine times out of ten, people would see that the HOF, they call it the Hall of Friends, to what they speak, and noticed that there are some people that often bitch and complain that they're not going to be in, and some people bitch and complain about it altogether. And it's pretty much double-sided, especially with the whole... I don't want to be in it. Where, where, where? I mean, uh, and uh, I want in. Da 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 da. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I'm having some technical difficulties here. Uh, trying to fix this uh, in the studio here and look look for something for something down in a couple minutes here. But yeah, you know, um. I did, I did some research, like I said, on, on this so-called Hall of Fame. Now, um, let me jump to a couple things real quick. Um, I, I'm in the Hall of Fame of several companies. Now, some of them um, ha, have really good – and I, I think the most important thing of having a legit Hall of Fame is the criteria to enter. Now, um, uh, let's see here. I'm going to try to go back by the um, – Okay, one of the first companies I would think I would I was inducted into the Hall of Fame was a company called NWN. Now, um, for all my I know a lot of the guys that catch the replay know about the NWN and uh, several uh, RAWF guys currently. I know Lord Amadeus um, and some other guys uh, about know what I'm talking about. NWN uh, was New World Nation Federation here. It was a very very large company. I think in its prime, probably three or four years ago. It's going on probably four years now since NWN was in its prime. Uh, probably had almost 200 and some members, and it was broken into three different brands. Who had uh, each had a house show a week. Uh, there was a pay per view every month. Uh, each brand had their champions. There was no switching brands and everything like that. Um, the company stayed stayed intact for for a good bit. Uh, it's still out there. It's currently not active right now, but uh, one of the original NWN members owns the company. Um, but they had a they had um, all their GMs basically uh, nominated people to the Hall of Fame. Now I'm going to say that the NWN was a legit company that did Hall of Fame because several GMs did not like uh, certain wrestlers, and uh, you know. Um, and stuff like that. However, um, I think they did it fair. 
I, I know I, I know I had some problems with two or three of the GMs in there just for, with heated rivalries, um, and they were able to put it aside and, and induct myself into that Hall of Fame, and, and I was very deserving of that. I think if you go back to my achievements, um, probably 20, 20, 22 time champion in the NWN. So, so you know, uh, I, I think that was legit. Now, like I was uh, inducted in a Hall of Fame for like Ring Wars, Ring Wars. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed my time in Ring Wars. It was a good company. It was always pretty active. But I earned an X amount of points to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, which I don't think that's mm-hmm. that's a terrible idea either, I think. So you have to you have to win matches, uh, extra points for titles, stuff like that. So that was one way that it was done. Um, I was in a smaller company. Now, see, now this is where I'll get back to it. I'll get back to this in a second, talking about the WU Hall of Fame. I was in a smaller company. Good company, good matches. Uh, it was called, uh, I think it was a little knockoff of extreme of ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Company lasted for about a year. Um, but there were some good wrestlers in there. And this was in my younger days. And uh, some of these wrestlers are still around now and uh, have made uh, have done a lot in this game. But uh, I was inducted to that Hall of Fame. But, I mean, to be honest, looking back now, um, the roster was – well, kind of weak, so, uh, you know, um, but do I appreciate them inducting me in a Hall of Fame? Of course I do, but um, Karma Hardcore, very large company. Uh, yep. I don't know what criteria they did, but uh, I can tell you this. I had problems with uh, some of the GMs, but I was inducted in the Hall of Fame. I was a five-time world champion, and, uh, you know, Karma Hardcore at one point had over 300-some members, so they had a show every night. Uh, sometimes there was two different shows on nights for for their different for the different brands, and they probably got about forty some titles in that company. But people in there were so it it, it was not everybody was a champion. You still had a fight for them. So uh, so, so I'm cool with their Hall of Fame. And uh, the last the, the most recent Hall of Fame, I'm sure I'm missing some, but the most recent Hall of Fame I was inducted in, and probably means the most to me was uh, the RAWF Hall of Fame. Now Amadeus. Uh, top notch with that. He um, has a committee. Um, there's no fairness. I mean, there's no uh, there's no uh, favorites or politics. The whole roster gets to nominate people uh, for for X amount of time um, based on your achievements. And uh, after the roster, after the whole roster nominates people, uh, X amount are taken into consideration, and then the committee votes and four members get inducted each year. Um, there's been two classes every June at Radiversary. Uh, I was fortunate enough and honored to be inducted into the second class. Uh, but a lot of good, great wrestlers in there, uh, a lot of great radio personalities in that Hall of Fame, and uh, unfortunately a couple members in the Hall of Fame that have uh, tragically passed on. So, uh, and, and that's another uh-huh. and that's another reason uh, yesterday. No, yesterday, that, that's how. I mean, I, I probably shouldn't have even said anything because I know how Grim Ripa is. But they were talking about the Hall of Fame, and I say, well, I said I brought the fact out, Joey, that the Hall of Fame is to remember um, wrestlers for their accomplishments when they, yeah. when they pass on. And you know, and he and he disagreed with me, of course, saying saying that wasn't true. And uh, the conversation got then I was being sour because I wasn't or I'm not in the WU Hall of Fame, but uh, <clears throat> not the case because I can honestly say that until yesterday I did no research on the Hall of Fame. But my thoughts on the WU Hall of Fame is it just cannot be legit for too many variables right now. Uh, for one, um, 
unless there is a tracking system. Because like I said, um, we'll use RAWF, large company, very active, very good talent. Um, you have a wrestler wrestler that's in RAWF and, and, and does a lot in there. And then there's a wrestler in another company that has 15 or 16 guys and has been like a 27-time world champion. Uh, you know, what, what's, what's the credibility? And, you know, that's where it kind of turns into – uh, into a popularity contest and yeah, stuff like that. that. So I mean, I just, I just think, I, yeah, just Joey, I just think that there is not enough tracking in the game to have a legit WU Hall of Fame. In a perfect world, uh, they'd be able to track, like they'd be able to maybe WU, hey, you're in this company. We'll say, for example, I'll use REWF because it's a large act. is worth like maybe like a college football poll system. It's worth five. It's worth five points. So you know your your strength, your matches are tougher. Your title accomplishments mean more, uh, and stuff. Other than and then they break other companies down. Maybe there's level four companies, three, two, one. So obviously someone that dominates two level one companies would not get into the Hall of Fame before someone that dominated a level four and a level five company. If, if you get what I mean, just yep. my opinion. So. Um, so, you know, uh, Wrestling Mama, you're welcome. I, I see the owner of Blog Talk Radio, uh, a friend of mine, Susie Elf, is out in the chat. Susie, if you want to call in and give us your take, I know uh, I know you and Amadeus talked about this before, and, and the topic just comes up all the time. So, you know, basically talking about uh, the WU Hall of Fame uh, discussion, uh, discussion yesterday about the legitness of it. Uh, some people think it's a ass-kissing thing, and some people thought that it was – it was actually legit. Uh, they, Joey and I have talked about this now on, on live for probably that going on about eight or nine minutes now, and we were both in agreement that it just can't. There's just not too many variables for it to be credible right now. Um, yeah, I was doing the research yes, doing the research yesterday. I was reading down. Uh, first of all, the commissioner and I may be wrong. I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy here, but. I guess there's a guy named Daniel Starr that's in charge of the Hall of Fame. Well, I've been playing this game for going on about five years now. I did take a one-year break um, due to some personal matters and changing jobs and stuff. However, uh, I have never once heard of this Daniel Starr. So, uh, so you know, um, not, nothing against him. He's probably a great guy, but like I said, just too many, just too many legit. There are not enough. Uh, variables to, to make the WU Hall of Fame uh, legit right now. Um, I think people should be more concerned about their individual company's Hall of Fame and things like that. So anything else you want to talk about on this Hall of Fame, Joey, before we move on? Mm. We'll get back to that. But now it's uh, double-sided, especially with the whole rest world double Hall of Fame, yada, 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 all that. And most of it's a, like a popularity contest, like I did brought up just a moment ago. So, we'll get to, back to that in, like, God knows in a moment. Mm-hmm. You there, Joey? I've been. Yeah, I've been here. Yeah. yeah I thought I lost you. Yeah, so, you know... Um... You know, if you're in the WU Hall of Fame, you have every right to be proud of it. Um, I've just given my unbiased opinion that, and, and I and I give my unbiased opinion on a couple Hall of Fames that I'm in. Uh, some I feel are legit. Uh, some I feel there's just not enough 
credibility to be legit, but I'm appreciative that I was inducted, and I expect anybody that's in the WU Hall of Fame to be appreciative as well. Just, just given our two cents here, uh, I just think that there's too many variables in the game to have um, a legit WU Hall of Fame now. And I know I'll get blown up in my inbox for this, but uh, anyways, uh, another little part of my show that I like to like I get to right now, and I always, um, you know, Joey, you ever have that person? that you've just been in companies with and or you catch them on the feed and they always just have something to say and it's always just stupid. Uh, at times. Well, that brings me that brings me to one of my favorite segments, the Money Talks Douchebag of the Week Award. You are a douchebag. That's right. A douchebag. And this goes out to a guy named – calls himself the badass, Scotty Hayes. Um, Scotty Hayes is one of them guys uh, – he was a – I believe he was a – or is or was a, gen, a GM in a company that I was in. Pretty good company, uh, BBA. I think it's the British Ballers Associ- Brawlers Association. But, uh, you know, Joey, this guy is one of them guys who thinks he is getting paid real legit six-figure purse to be a GM, and to, and he just thinks he's always right about everything. Uh, you know, for example, I was discussing discussing this Hall of Fame with Grim Ripley and a couple other guys yesterday. He comes in out of the blue and just starts running his trap, and, uh, you know, sometimes you just need to be put in your places. So Scott Hayes – you're a terrible G- GM. You have very no, no authority, and no one listens to you anyways, and, and the matches you make are terrible. Um, you, you may go down with Alex Blake as one of the worst GMs ever, and he's probably a little bit better than you because at least he tried to make matches. Um, Scott Hayes, you just seem like a miserable person. So, you know, if, if you're that miserable and you think it's that big of a hassle to get on the feed or to be, to be a GM and deal with wrestlers, then why don't you just go uh, go, go do something else? So um, before we get off the subject of our Douchebag of the Week award to Scotty Hayes, uh, one last one. Thank you, Scott Hayes. And, you know, and actually, uh, you know, I'm going to do a little treat for you, Joey. Next week, for the first time, I am going to let you pick the Douchebag of the Week Award. Uh, but going back here in the chat real quick, uh, the owner of Blog Talk Radio um, just said in the chat that she can agree with me about Scott Hayes, and uh, she should call in and talk about what she knows about him. Well, Susie, obviously, you have full authority to call in time you would want, and, uh and say anything you like. And, you know, Wrestling Mama, I, I'm sorry that we are uh, boring you with the Hall of Fame talk. It's just something that I had to bring up because um, I just happened to get caught up in the conversation with it yesterday. But uh, I'm sure you think it's boring, and, and I think it's boring too. It's just something that I wanted to bring up because it seems like it always gets in the feed. And so that, that's why I talked about it. But uh, I'm going to bring in a caller right now, and I believe it is the owner of Back to Basics. I'm not going to even screen the call because I think it's her. Uh, I think it's the owner of the Back to Basics channel and uh, the person responsible for allowing us to have this show here. So uh, let's welcome, uh, I believe, Susie. Is this you? Yes, it is. Hi, Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi, Susie.
It is. It is. No, I'm good with I'm good with my uh, phone numbers. I haven't got to talk to you in a while. Uh, I believe uh, your manager and my manager have both had some uh, injuries and some uh, health scares the last couple of months. So uh, yeah, I'm surprised I remembered your number there. And, uh, so, uh, anyways, all my listeners out here, as I said. As I said earlier, Susie, I, I was checking the stats, and uh, I think I had 70. I can't remember if it was 71, 78. It was in the 70s. Catch the show. So that was uh, that, that was awesome. But anyways, I'm very interested in hearing Good job. Uh, stories about uh, this so-called clown out oh. there, Scotty Hayes. So, 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 so the, the air is yours. Oh, listen, listen. I go back to I go back a long way with Scott Hayes. Very long way, like to the beginning of my career with Scott Hayes. Um, he has been a jackass since I've met him. Uh, he used to have his own company. I don't know if he bought it, given to him, how he ended up with this company. I don't know. Only one in the company, and all of a sudden... He had a title. He didn't have a title. He had a title. He didn't have a title. All of a sudden, he ended up with, with all of the titles multiple times, and he was the only one in the company. <laughs> he was padding no his stats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he was GM in another company, and he had to have his budget refilled because he kept getting himself he getting himself contracts and he didn't have enough money in his budget to set his shows because of the contracts. To say the least, he wasn't a GM in that company very long. He's been pulling crap in companies. I don't know why anybody would have him as a GM in their company. Um, he was in my I company. I agree with you. <laughs> he was in my company for a short time when I was first um, starting it, and we had. Um, I mean, this is when I very first opened the company. Uh, I was having people come in and sit to earn coin uh, coins in the bank. Um, I had a zero um, coin open challenges, and so I mean. We everybody was wrestling for free. I mean, I was just happy to have people in the company, and and I mean, we're we're talking. This is back in, this is back in the days when you were you got excited when a company had a hundred coin open challenges. Right. Um, you you were excited if you got a couple of thousand coin contract. I mean. Coins meant something. Um, it wasn't, you know, you didn't get 100% contracts. You didn't get 100, 150% contracts. You had to work really hard to get your coins. So these 22,000 coin open challenges, it was unheard of. So, you know, uh, you sitters were like gold, you know, you, you had somebody come in with the kind of fans that Scott Hayes had. 
you know, they they were like, oh, you know, you were happy to have them. You were, you know, you didn't want them to leave your company. And so, and he got pissed off because another high fan, um, longtime friend of mine, came in the company and they got into a fight and had a match and uh, Magnus Maximus beating. And so he left the company, he took his ball and went home. You know, he's just, I have no respect for him. I can't stand him as a GM. I would never have him GM in a company, my company, um, if he was, if he came into a company, let's just you know, using RAWF as an example, if he approached Amadeus to to GM and RAWF, I would be sitting there telling Amadeus, "Don't do it! Don't do it! You're crazy! If you even begin to let him touch a single coin as a GM." You're asking for trouble if you give him a purse string. Because, I mean, you know, first of all, Amadeus isn't going to let him in without a budget. But, I mean, I'm talking about Scott Hayes, Mama. Like I said, I, I mean, I've gone way back with him, and I am talking about firsthand experience with him. You know, this is not secondhand knowledge. This is all firsthand first hand knowledge. Um All right. And, but, and, yeah, you know, I mean and I just think Yeah, that, he just yeah, he's a he's a sketchy dude. Yeah, he is a sketchy dude and I just you know, not impressed with his GM skills and just one of them guys, you know, and and, and people out there know me and, and and I've uh I've rubbed some people the wrong way before in my wrestling career but uh usually and I would say in the last year, year and a half I have went a long way in making amends with the people that I have Rubbed the wrong way. Now there is good trash talk. There is a time to trash talk. There is a time to have good rivalries. But you know, Hayes is just one of them guys that you know he just seems like he's miserable playing the game. And so if you're miserable playing the game, then buddy, as Susie said, maybe try go starting your own company again and get like one or two people in there because uh, he's one of them guys. He talks trash on the on us uh, handful of people that do radio shows. Uh, and, and things like that, and uh, you know, he always—he's uh, one of them guys that he has to have an alibi at all times. He, if, if there's an if Susie and Joey are arguing about something, um, he takes a side and not knowing what he's talking about, and just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. And he'll never take me on. He'll never well, take me on taking... because he knows. He can't, he can't afford to piss me off because one of my very dearest friends, both in and out of the game, he really looks up to and wants to be really good and good friends with, and he doesn't want to piss that person off. And he knows that that person exactly. will side with me over him. Well, that was getting to my that was getting to my next point. It was hilarious yesterday. There was a little there was an argument going on on the feed um, about about this Hall WU Hall of Fame thing like that. And I, I, the Grim Ripper was heading the argument in favor of the Hall of Fame. And I, I don't know if it was big. I think it was Big Daddy Love or or somebody else. But 
uh, obviously Scott Hayes was all buddy buddy with the Grim Ripa and kissing his ass and agreeing with everything he said. And Scott Scott said something that the Grim Ripa or, that didn't agree with, and 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 Scott disappeared faster than uh, any, anything. Oh, he's you know, really he, he's good at that. Yeah. That is his. But anyway, that so is I know his you, one mo is when he's he dis when as soon as he feels the heat and knows he can't get out from underneath it, he disappears. Uh, I have two questions I'd like to ask you real quick while we still have you on here. Uh, the first one, uh, probably, and this isn't very interesting, and I don't think it's been. It's talked about all the time, but you know, just because of the just because of the, how heated it was on the feed yesterday, I wanted to talk about this tonight for a little bit. I know you and Amadeus did a whole show on this. Uh, I would say probably going on eight weeks ago now. It's been about two months. But but uh, real quick, could you give us your thoughts on the WEU Hall of Fame or just any company Hall of Fame in general? Well, it, it all depends on how it's run. I do like the way that RAWF runs their Hall of Fame. Now, you've already talked about it. The company chimes in. They give their thoughts on who it, who it is. The committee looks at that, and they take and then pick. You know, they take from that and look at that, and then they take the four that they want to induct into the the next class, which the ne this next year will be the third class. And it, it is a committee that that vote that chooses who is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's not by a vote of the committee. Uh, or sorry, not by the Hall of Famers. It's not a. Um, it's not a vote of. It's not the most popular people in the company. It is strictly. It is. It is taken by. They look at the suggestions of the company. They base it off of that, and then they take. And the committee makes the final decision. I don't um, now in um, Maverick Championship Wrestling, the Hall of Famers, the company owner says, "Here are the choices for this for this time. Tell me who you want." And he lets and he lets the Hall of Famers choose. Mm -hmm. And but you know and and. It works. It works for that company. It works for REWF how they do it. And you know, as long as there's no infighting and everybody is comfortable with it, it's how it works for each company. And you know, as, like I said, as long as it's not done with infighting, it it's how whatever is good. And. The so, way that Maverick does it, they do it by the owner messaging the Hall of Fame in their inbox. So it's not everybody comparing notes like in a scene or anything like that. They message the owner directly back. So it's, it's a, a closed ballot, if you would. If you would. So it, it's nobody knows but the owner who is voting for whom. Okay, R-A-W-F, like I said, we've already covered it several times. And so it's, it, it's what works for each company. 
Now, as for the whole general WU, I think it's a complete and utter BS. It is not a true Hall of Fame. It is a Hall of Friends in 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 regard. I do not like that that it's voting by the Hall of Famers. You have to, you know, and there's no set. Here is your set criteria. It's each individual person bases it on their each individual own criteria. I think if there was a set criteria that everybody had to to base their vote on, I would I would give it more credibility. Until it's done that way, it has no credibility to me. And I agree with you. Like I said, uh, just happened to be interested in the whole conversation on the feed yesterday. So I did some research and found out how they said. And, um, you know, one of the big one of the big things that stuck out to me that I saw right away, and, uh, you know, I'm personally, regardless of what everybody out there thinks, uh, you know, it's been said before that uh, I'm only in this game uh, because of the Immortal Griffith that saved me several times, but somebody said that the Immortal Griffith wasn't good enough to be in the WAU Hall of Fame. So that's kind of where I just drew the line with that right there because uh, that's completely false. I mean, I don't like the guy. We're not best buddies. We don't hang out on Saturday nights. We don't hang out on Friday nights. We don't hang out on any nights. But uh, to say that Griffith is not good enough to be in, a, in the Hall of Fame is makes it absolutely ridiculous, uh, especially when okay, I see well, some here's of the people. The thing. Uh, <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Based on his criteria, he doesn't qualify right. for the Hall of Fame. That's that's the whole thing. Right. By whose criteria? By right. their criteria? By your criteria? Exactly. And that's that's the problem with the Hall of Fame because there's no set standard. If we had a set universal standard for the Hall of Fame, then we could say yes or no. He does belong. Personally. I think there are a lot of people that belong in the Hall of Fame that aren't there. Number one is in your audience tonight named Wrestling Mama. If there's any one person in WU who belongs in the Hall of Fame, it's that lady right there. She belongs in the Hall of Fame. No, and and I'm sure we can talk uh, handfuls and handfuls of of people that, that, but like we said, you know, on on whose criteria. So until that gets fixed, and I just don't see it being ever fixed, then uh, I'm sorry, Grim Ripper, and I know that you'll catch the replay of this show, and you'll probably bash me and Susie and Joey on the feed tomorrow, but that's okay. Uh, Let him bash me. You're not as bad. You're not as bad as Scotty Hayes, Grim, but you know uh, you do well, have to let other people say their opinion, and you do you're not you're not always right. So here's here's the thing: they tout it as the official WU Hall of Fame, but it's not. It's just a Hall of Fame. That's all it is. It's a yep, Hall so, of Fame, so. and and you know what? They can run it however they want, but. In my opinion, which I am entitled to, it is a hall of friends. It is nothing. I I have no desire to be involved in it. 
I have no desire to work to be inducted into it because to me, it doesn't hold this almighty high standard for me to go, you know, that if I get into that, then I have accomplished everything I've strived to accomplish. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, as soon as okay. you cut you off, and I was going to uh, ask you one more question, but I might save that for another day because we have in the chat room uh, my buddy John the Revelator, very tough competitor, has joined, but also Scott Hayes has joined the chat. <laughs> Scott Hayes is in here saying that he is loving our slander campaign, but he has no idea what Susie is talking about. He never sent himself contracts for any company that he was GM for. But anyway, but what I was saying, you know, the, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, uh, I'm uh, I'm done talking about him. So, um, Scotty, but uh, when it comes like to I the Hall before, of, you're free to call in. So. Well, he won't. But, hey, Susie, I want to ask um, you one more question. I'm going to get away from this Hall of Fame real quick because uh, I don't want to, one of my most loyal listeners that's live with me every week wrestling on my for this. But I want to ask you one more question question here, Susie. Uh, back eight weeks ago, probably going on eight weeks ago, maybe a little bit more, maybe back in oh, probably more than that now, back in March, uh, you and I had a little tag t- or a little handicap match against my co-host here. Now, you know, I'm not trying to start any trouble we here, did? because you know, you know, you know I don't you remember know, I love we did. You, you know, well, we had, we had a handicap match against my tag team partner, against my co-host here, and we dominated that match. And uh, you actually did all the, pretty much all the work in the match. And uh, we got on the show about a week or two later and said that you, you probably could have beat this guy easily by yourself. However, you know, I've been, I've been following the, the matches along lately, and uh, I'm not trying to start anything with you, but, uh, you know, but I personally co-host Joey Leroy could take you in a match now. Well, good for him. I honestly don't remember. What do you think about that, Joey? What do you think about that, Joey? Hmm. Challenge accepted. Of course, no one I think he should have my head I, I don't think I challenged him. I don't know how it started, but uh, I think he called you sweet. He, he he disrespected you somehow in the ring, and and that's how everything got started here. Actually, became a friend of mine, Joey Leroy. But uh, I, the whole point of this is, I think his wrestling skills have improved tremendously. So uh, mm-hmm. I think Joey, I think a good test would you for you to see how your wrestling skills improved is maybe if you uh, call in the show Saturday uh, on the day of the show, and, and maybe call Susie out to a match here in the upcoming future. And I, I I think you can win this one. I do. I really do. Bring it on, Kermit. There we go. Before you come to the ring, would you wash the molasses out of your mouth? Because I don't want it to get on me. And last thing here, Susie, could you give all my listeners, especially ones that will catch the replay tomorrow, uh, what's coming up this week uh, on on your station here? Well, uh, let's see. Tonight is Wednesday. This okay. Uh, the next thing we've got coming up is on Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern. We have, of course, one of the longest running radio shows in um, WU is 
um, not in its current name, but in the format that it is. We have R-A-W-F After Hours with Lord Amadeus and Bub's Revelator. And then next week, hopefully, we will have, of course, this show, and we will have um, The Vicious Truth with Terrell the Truth Johnson. All right, Susie. Uh, pleasure talking to you. you know, obviously, I don't need to tell you this, but you know you're welcome here at any single time you want to be here. Thank you for calling in tonight and adding. Well, I hope so, great, since it uh, is my uh, station. My, Exactly, and thank you for adding to my great uh, bag of the week segment there. I I enjoyed that tremendously, and I hope your manager is uh, feeling better and everything, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Manager is doing well. PT is kicking her butt, but it is going very well. Great. Well, you take care, and we will talk to you soon. And once again, thank you for all you do for us here. You're all right, Joey, we're back here, and we are joined in the chat room by this guy named Scott Hayes. And uh, Joey, I think uh, I'm getting blown up in my inbox, so we still have about 18 minutes left. But so we'll get they want to they want to hear our SummerSlam predictions and our WWE report. So I promise you, bear with us. Yeah. We'll get to it. It might be really quick tonight, but uh, we're going to get to that. Um, uh, Scotty Hayes, please feel free to call in. I do know – I don't know you personally. I'm glad I do not know you personally. You're in the chat room typing here. But um, you, seem to, you seem to be a crook. Uh, you're a terrible GM uh, from my experience, and uh, the owner of the station called out several issues about you. Um, I've heard it from other people, uh, more than a handful. Um, you just seem like you're, you're a miserable guy to be around. Uh, you pick, you try to pick sides, you try to bully people on the feed, and then when somebody turns it in, you, you, you run like a chicken with his head cut, head cut off. But uh, like I said, I don't mute anybody on this show. I let them say whatever they want, whether they like me or they don't like me or they have a problem with my co-host Joey. Uh, anything I talk about, you're allowed to say say whatever you want. But uh, so Scott, if you want to move, if you uh, if you want to, you know, for another example, I'm going to give everybody out there, and I know uh, a couple people for sure that are in this company that catch my replay every week, um, BBA. Uh, th- that was my really only run-in with Scott Hayes. Um, that was my only really run-in with, with, with Scott Hayes was BBA, and he was a terrible GM. Um, what, it was, the funny thing was uh, he was feud with this other GM named Alex Blake, Alex Blake's really bad. He's a really bad wrestler, really bad character. Uh, big cheater in the game too. But they, 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 them two had like this big feud going like back and forth, and like who, who did the better show? Uh, Scott, Scott uh, and I tell a story how this. Scott was a lot better GM, like making matches wise than than Alex Blake was. But them two would like hate each other and hate on each other, and they would just go back and forth, and they'd call each other names, but. I thought they both sucked, so I told them that they both sucked, and it was just so cute mm-hmm. how they both uh, became friends and ganged up, ganged up on me and, and stuff like that. Now BBA has the potential to be a great company, but uh, the owner of that company uh, just has no balls. Uh, he, he's a nice guy, but he has uh, he has he has no balls at all. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, nice guy, uh, I would tell him to his face, but he is a oh, just a terrible owner and. 
Det er ubelvækket. Uh, so I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good talent in BBA. Um, I, I've been going from there for a while now, but uh, uh, any company that has both Alex Blake and Scott Hayes as GM uh, isn't going to last long <laughs> because they're both terrible. But uh, so um, one more time for this week for all my listeners out here, Scotty Hayes, this is dedicated to you. You are. A douchebag. That's right. A douchebag. And remember, uh, next week, Joey Leroy will get to do the Douchebag of the Week Award. So, um, anyways, moving on. Um, we're getting a little heated out there in the chat. I like that. Uh, but, hey, Joey, I want to talk to you about some pro wrestling now. And before we get to the WWE, um, <laughs> maybe I had a funny experience last week. Um Joey, have you ever been to an indie show? Mm, not yet. But I'm like, so okay, well, let me share my let me share my experience with you. Um, no, no, no secret. Not you know. I've told I've told the radio world. Um, I have a four year old son who who just turned four who loves wrestling now. Um, a friend of mine um, who is a uh, you know he's financially well off. He is a uh, he is a uh, circuit court judge. He um, has a son who is into wrestling now. He's been into wrestling probably big. He's he's older than my son. He's probably ten years old. He's been into wrestling now for for probably going on two years. Uh, he has all the figures. He collects their little trading cards, and everything like that. Well, long story short, here uh, about thirty minutes from uh, my East Coast home here in Pittsburgh, PA, we had an indie show in um, big time wrestling, and. Uh, um, yeah, the tickets were tickets were reasonable. Uh, it, it, there there wasn't a bad seat in the house. There was no ringside seats or anything like that. It was all general admission. It was actually at a baseball stadium, so that was cool. The ring was out on the field, um, and uh, it, the seating wasn't that big to where you couldn't see nothing. But uh, I was just amazed by this. Now, you know, I got out easy because, like I said, my son doesn't – he's not into the trading cards or pictures or autographs yet. But <laughs> I'll tell you, Scott, soon as – or I'll tell you, uh, Joey, soon as we walked into the door there – the first person had a little booth there was Virgil. You remember Virgil? Oh, yes. He was that manager for Teddy Biasi, the who's literally considered as a slave as part of the gimmick. Well, you got to consider the money, Inc. is like majority, like a predominant white faction. And with Virgil being the only black guy, that pretty much is does raise a lot of eyebrows in the offensive. Department. Yeah, well, well, we walked in there, and you know, my buddy's son did all the research. He knew who was going to be there. He had a trading card of Virgil carrying the old million dollar belt and a stack full of Ted DiBiase's money from probably back in the 1990s. And it was twenty five dollars to get an autograph and a picture from Virgil. Mm. It was the guest of honor that night was Sting. It was a hundred dollars to get an autograph from Sting and a picture. Um, it was thirty dollars. Uh, the main event, and there, and there were some. I, I gotta give it out. There were some great matches on this card. It was probably half. There, I think there were probably eight matches on the card. Um, four matches were the indie guys. 
Uh, I think the big time wrestling champions, a guy named Flex Armstrong, up and comer. He's trying to trying to make it to the big scene. Um, good performer. They were all good performers. And then there was probably four matches with some with some of the legends of wrestling. Um, very good hardcore match between Sabu and Gangrel. Uh, Sabu charged thirty dollars. Sabu was one of my heroes growing up, so I, I did pay the money to get a picture and an autograph with Sabu. I'm working on a room in my basement where I'm going to do my radio show here in the winter. I did pay the money for Sabu, but uh, um, my son, uh, I walked there easy. My son does know, not know what an autograph is because he's too young. He does not know what uh, – he's not into the trading cards. So um, he wanted a big piece of pizza, a drink, an ice cream cone, and I bought him uh, – he's been looking for the uh, – Shinsuke Nakamura figure, and we were able to find one Shinsuke Nakamura figure. So, and that only cost twelve dollars there by one of the vendors. So, so I got it out of there pretty cheap. Where my buddy spent about uh, three hundred and thirty dollars on autographs and pictures. Uh, all right, but yeah, my point about that, Joey, is uh, you know these guys who were main eventers like Scott Steiner and the badass Billy Gunn making millions of dollars or close to a million dollars back in their primes are now charging $30, $40 for autographs. What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Um, I mean, the autographs don't come cheap. I mean, think about it. It also depends on the wrestler and the event and God knows what people see. Like it's an opportunity to get like a little souvenir, like, You'd take an autograph home, and it would be worth a fortune, like you don't know when, how, someday, like, as time progresses. Yeah, my thing is, my thing, uh, Joey, is um, I've been fortunate enough, uh, I've ran into Randy Orton in an airport before. I've ran into uh, Daniel Bryant in an airport before. Um, I've ran into John Cena at a CVS pharmacy before. Um, I've ran into actually Seth Rollins when WWE was in town. Seth Rollins came to the place that I work. Um, I run a gym. Seth Rollins came in there to work out. None of these guys thought twice about signing autographs for free. And then you got Virgil and Jim Duggan charging thirty dollars for autographs. All right, Joey, here we got about nine minutes left on this show. I'm going to turn this over to you if you don't mind here. And I'll, if you need me to chime in, just go ahead and say anything. But uh, I've been inboxed by several people last week uh, and uh, tonight as well. So they want to hear our SummerSlam final predictions, Joey. So why don't you go ahead and take us home with that? <clears throat> Well, let's see. The predictions for SummerSlam, let's start with the IC Championship. More than likely, the title is going to go to Jason Jordan. I mean, the illegitimate son thingy may turn up for the best, but then again, you got like Kurt Angle potentially turning heel somewhere down the road, like every time he's been in WWE. Let's get to another match. Between AJ versus the Kevin Owens, which Shane being the guest referee, the winner of the match, I'm going to say is going to go to like 
Kevin Owens is gonna like play hot potato with the title again, again, again. Yati, 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 yati. We go to the tag team titles now. New Day versus Usos. I'm gonna say, well, the New Day is gonna be like retaining it some fashion. The Usos are great, but if anything, the New Day would like cheat their way into retaining the title. We get to Akira Tozawa, who most recently won the title on Monday Night Raw versus Neville. And I'm pushing for a Tozawa title retain, considering a new champion does, like, go a long way. We get down to the non-title matches. Cena versus Corbin. The winner would be Barry Corbin. John Cena is going to be taking some time off of WWE, and God knows exactly how long. He might be filming, like, a project, and who knows what. He might return to Raw is somewhat future. On to Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I'm going to say it's going to be an even draw between Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. I mean, on one hand, you can get, like, Bray Wyatt for the feud to continue. That's uh, Finn Balor would be bringing the demon. On the other hand, it could be the other way around. I mean, either way, both of them have been robbed out of a small title match but it could go anywhere. Big Show versus Cass. I'm going to say Cass wins it. Well, hear me out on this one. Enzo will turn heel somewhere down the road. Anyway, potentially like assisting Cass into winning the match and reuniting the two as a heel team. Big Show will be retiring anyway, and people would see a lot of very positive reaction considerably. On to the tag team titles for Raw. This is all on Sheamus versus Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I'm going to say, more than likely, it's going to be like uh, Ambrose and Rollins via DQ. And the reason being is because, well, titles don't change hands by DQ. Sheamus would pull up some kind of a whatnot. On the other hand, they could win by count out as well. I mean, regardless, the title won't change hands. They see like the Cesaro and Sheamus to retain the title. Bliss versus Banks, Raw Women's Championship. I'm going to say Bliss wins it. She's done a very good job as a heel champion. And I expected her to hold the title until at least before, like, the Survivor Series. On to Rusev versus Randy. I say Rusev. Randy, of course, because you got to bury the talent somewhere. It's always been that way since, like, the late 90s. On to the world titles. Let's go to Jinder versus Shinsuke. Again, two weeks ago, I did mention it could go either way. Shinsuke could win the match, but then again, Jinder with the interference with the Thing brothers might retain. And this is the match I know you're excited for. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and uh, Braun Strowman. Well, anything could happen, if you think about it. And on one hand, I'm going to say one of the challengers will win the title if Brock would leave. 
after SummerSlam. However, on the other hand, what can possibly happen is Brock Lesnar can literally just walk out of SummerSlam with the world title so that he can go attend that fight. I mean, he does, like, tend to take some time off anyway with the title by his own free will, and more than likely he'll be returning a Survivor Series, which would be more than likely Roman versus Brock somewhere down the road, single-handedly. Meanwhile, we could have, like, a little Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman so that he can take a break out of the rivalry. What do you think? Uh, I agree with probably... I agree with probably 90% of your predictions. Uh, I didn't think we would be that close on agreement. Um... I agree. I did say I think that uh, I think that uh, Shinsuke Nakamura will, will get a WrestleMania moment and will not have the title until then. Mm-hmm. Um, j- just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the reunion. I'm excited to see the reunion of um, of Ambrose and um, and Rawlings. Um, Depending on who they give the title to on Sunday, the Universal Title, uh, I would not be shocked. Like I said, to see Reigns, to see Reigns back with them in a full Shield reunion. Um, um, I agree. I, I I don't know if people are gonna, as you said, disqualification. Uh, somebody may attack uh, attack um, Rollins and Ambrose and cause them them titles to the disqualification. And then the following night on Raw, if Roman Reigns is not the world champion, uh, them two will get attacked again uh, by three or four people, and, and Reigns will come out to save the day. That, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking if, if they go that route. Um, I know a lot of people say this will be the last we see of Brock Lesnar. Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think he'll fight again. Um, I think that uh, w- just with his age, at uh, the money he's making in WWE for the work that he has to do is just not really uh, worth the risk that he's going to have to go and get beat by a smaller fighter in, in with a chance of uh, ending his career on a loss in in UFC. So, yep. so you know that, that's that. But uh, you know, yeah, pretty much agree with everything on that. Uh, uh, I do still think that uh, the main event of WrestleMania will be John Cena holding the Raw title um, and going over in his final match, losing to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania this year. But, uh, you know, uh, we'll talk more about everything that happened um, next week on our show. We'll give you results of SummerSlam. Uh, we'll give you. I'll talk a little bit about uh, RAWF's tropical aggression that I didn't get to tonight, and uh, like I said, we'll touch base on uh, all the matches at SummerSlam. We will, and uh, Joey Leroy will give his first douchebag of the of the week award. And uh, we got about uh, thirty seconds left, so one last time, this is for you, Scotty Hayes. You are a douchebag. That's right, a douchebag. All right, everybody, for uh, my co-host, Joey Leroy, for myself, my Sue, and for the owner of Back to Basics who joined us tonight, uh, Susie the Elf, thank you all for joining us. And all you guys that catch the replay, feel free to call, uh, message me with anything you want me to talk about. 
and we'll see you next week. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Take it easy, yo.